Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I am a divorced single dad, father of five kids. Welcome to my show. Oh, hello and welcome back, family. I'm a little bit out of breath because <laughs> you guys know I'm like divorced. I have five kids. Um, I'm, I'm, I live at my parents' house. Everything worked out good after divorce. Uh, it's, thank God. For some people, it doesn't. But uh, so my mom, she has a physical therapist coming because she's like 97 years old. And I was just about to do a podcast when the doorbell rings. And, you know, it really sucks when. I'm in the middle of a podcast, or the phone rings, or the doorbell rings, and I gotta, it's like I gotta start over, because I like to keep my podcast stream seamless, I don't like to, <laughs> oh, I'm still out of breath, I don't like to, to have all these cut-ins and cut-outs, so, I'm out of breath, because I'm doing a podcast on the second floor, I had to run all the way down to the first floor, I had to get my mom up, she was in bed, and I waited till she got dressed, and... You know, got her some water and stuff and told the occupational therapist, are you going to need me? And she goes, no, I should be all set. So, <sighs> I'm still trying to catch my breath. I'm so out of shape. Oh, my God. <sighs> Give me a <sighs> Oh, man, I'm dying here. Anyways, <laughs> maybe I should have taken a break before I started this. Anyways, um, today we are going to be talking about Parents feeling the college blues. That's right. Uh, parents do feel college blues when they're when their kids go off to college, and you know you can feel bad and, 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 and like all these things. But before we do that, let me just say a few words, and it goes like this: As long as one has friends, they are never alone. I uh, that's a little quote I wrote back in 1996. That's right. As long as you have friends, as long as one has friends, they are never alone. You know, that, that, you're never alone when you got your shadow, too. <laughs> that just popped in my head. But it's always good to have at least one friend. You know, one friend to talk to, one friend to hang out with. Just one friend. It, it's, it's just a good feeling when you have somebody there. And as you know, this, this, this uh, podcast is about being divorced. It's always good. You know, it's always good to be married. You know, and uh, if it doesn't work out, some people do get married again. I, I have a friend. He got married. He married the same woman twice. Ended up in divorce, but uh, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's just me. But I, I don't know. Maybe it works out for some people. I have no idea. I don't know too many people who marry somebody again, and it works out. Because I would think usually if you get divorced, you got divorced for a reason. But that's that was his choice. And uh, this is my choice. I, I have cats. I have three cats. And uh, I love my cats. I have a, a black cat. I think the cat was with me when I was married. Uh, he was a run of the litter. And I swore I would never get another cat. Because the father, who was my best friend, the father was a, a, a black cat. I, I raised that cat from a kitten. And he ended up, um, unfortunately, dying unexpectedly. And I cried, man. I, I cried so bad. I was on my hands and knees praying to God to bring my best friend back. But he had, he was, you know, he was a little, uh, he was a little uh, rambunctious, and he'd keep impregnating all the all all these other cats. So, he, you know, my black cat, whose name was Spooky, he ended up having a son, and the son was uh, was a big black fluffy cat. And I swore I would never get another cat because I didn't want my heart to be broken like that again. I just did not. It, it, it hurt so much. 
But I decided to to take him because he was like the run of the litter and he just needed some extra help. Now he's a big, fat, lazy cat. And uh, that's the kind of cat I like. <laughs> he likes to lay next to me. He just he just flops himself down. He, he doesn't have he doesn't even care. He's like, here I am. <laughs> so. So, yeah. And then I, I have a tortoise shell cat. Just I, I was coming home one night from work and she she just appeared on my porch. Then I have a white cat. And there's a story behind that. I don't know. I don't want to waste time telling you the whole story, but that, that the white cat's pretty cool. And the white cat is actually laying on my desk a foot away from me on my other desk, and it's very hot because I don't have the air conditioner on. You, you can't have all these sounds on when you do a podcast. It has to be quiet. So <clears throat> that being said, we're going to talk about parents feeling the college blues. Now, what what is that? I would say parents feel the college blues when your kids go off to college. When your kids go off to college and the parents are like, I, I don't believe this, you know, my you know, my child, you know, I just thought, you know, my child would be here and this and that and blah blah blah. But, you know, parents, you know, do do feel a little depressed. I remember when I was in college, that I, I can do a, a show on that, how kids feel about parents and when my second daughter went to college she was the first one to actually go to go away to college um i i was depressed she ended up going to college i moved her in and stuff and uh, you know i was really happy and i didn't expect to cry and when we were leaving my youngest daughter said something to me and it triggered me and i just couldn't stop crying i cried in front of everybody and cried in the car cried all the way home Cried for days, cried for weeks, and I couldn't stop crying because I just love my Azadoria so much. She's my little baby, and I, I just never considered her being strong enough to be on her own, independent, going off to college. And that's 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 a doorway to say start saying goodbye to your child because they're they're getting on with their life. I never really thought about them leaving home. I, I just assumed they'd be home with me forever. <laughs> they'd never go. But, of course, when you have kids, they do have to live their life, and they are going to have to go sooner or later because they that's what they want to do. They, they, they want to spread their wings like a bird. I, you know, when you look at nature, you'll see birds be in a tree, and the mama bird will have her eggs, and you'll hear the birds chirping, and then when the birds get big enough, they just want to jump out that nest and see the world. And that's much like when you when you have kids. So it's not uncommon at all to feel sad or anxious when your child leaves for college, whether it's the first time or your fifth time. Parents have so much love for their children. It's hard to get used to those children being grown and gone. It's, it's very hard. If you think it's easy, you never had kids because I'll be honest with you, it was, it was hard for me. Very hard. I, I did not want to let her go. It was like holding an egg in my hand. And you just don't want to let that egg go. But that egg is, is going to hatch. That egg is going to outgrow your hand. The baby chicken inside is going to outgrow your hand. And it's going to leave. So that's uh, part of not only growing up but being a parent. But how do you stop being sad when your child goes to college? Well, they, they have strategies. Know that it's perfectly normal. And it's okay to feel sad. I mean, you know, it's it's you're gonna be happy. You're gonna say, "Hey, this is great. This is a great opportunity for my child." But 
you are going to feel sad. You are going to say, man, you know, my, I really love her. I don't know what I'm going to do with an empty nest. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be quiet, especially if you only have one kid. But I was, I was lucky. I had five kids. And although three of my girls lived with me, uh, my, my boys lived with their mom. So it, it was still tough because it's, it's, it's never easy letting your kid go. But whatever you do, you got to keep calm and let the plan take hold because your child has a plan and you have to trust that whatever they do, it's going to work out. You're going to have to trust they know how to plan. And if they need help, you have to trust they, they'll come and ask you. They'll say, hey, I need some advice. You know, dad, I could, can you help me out here? I don't sort of tough can you know help me and and, and you're gonna help them but i'm gonna be honest with you when you're in college when a child is in college there's gonna be times when they are gonna reach out to you where they're gonna say hey i don't have any money my friends are going out i don't want to be like the only one who doesn't or they're not gonna say anything you will have to step up and say hey listen i know your friends might be going out do you want a little allowance or something or you or you're gonna say hey listen i know because i know when i went to college i was hungry at night and you're going to say, listen, I know you're probably going to want to get a, a pizza, a small pizza to hold you over. You know, give them some money. Make sure they're not hungry. Although it, it's funny because a lot of college campuses now, they have some bizarre eating <laughs> cafeteria hours. Um, one being they're open late. Whereas when I went to college, they were only open at a certain time. You only had a certain amount of meals, a certain select meals. But now they're serving, what, lobster and uh, and sushi. And I'm like, what? where was this when I was in college? You know, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but in any case, like I said, you got to let them fly and remind them and yourself that it'll be okay. That things will work out. You'll trust them. You know they're going to make great decisions. Because they will. You know why? Because hopefully you've been a great role model for them. And you being a role model, they learn. They can learn from you and say, hey, I'm not that scared because my dad or my mom showed me this. My dad or mom, my mom, they told me what I could do. And believe me, they, they are going to listen. If you don't think kids aren't going to listen, you're, you're wrong. Kids, kids are always going to listen because that, that's what kids do. You know, and and kids kids do love you. Gotta remember that. Some so uh, when your kids go to college, and I'm sure it, it, it's going to be a very 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 strong experience, not only for you but for your child, because you'll say, "How long can empty nest syndrome last?" You're going to say, "How long is this going to last?" Empty nest syndrome is normal. It's a normal part of life that can last very short for a few months or an extended period of time, like a year or more. Depending on the person, for parents who are particularly attached or linked, part of their identity to parenting their child, adjusting to new lifestyles may take a year or longer. Some And is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'll tell you, it's, it's just a thing. If you are bonded with your child, if you say, hey, I love my child, and you have a great close relationship, that's good. I know when I went to college, I would call my mom every day. I'm, my dad wasn't really a social bug like that, but I, I'd call my mom. 
Say, hey, Ma, how's it going? This is what I did today. Just letting you know I'm okay. And I know my mom appreciated that. I mean, what parent would not appreciate you calling them up and saying, hey, listen, I'm in college, this is what I'm doing, and I just want you to make sure, want you to know uh, I'm not on drugs, I'm not arrested or anything like that. That's another thing. When you're a parent, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, hey, I hope my child is safe. Now, there's a lot of safety things. One is you hope your child doesn't go to college and binge drink and get drunk and die. That's horrible. When I was in college, <clears throat> I was an RA. And I'd, I'd see a lot of kids getting drunk. This is in the 90s. I, I went to UMass Amherst. There was a time when the drinking was just out of control. And I don't know if it still is on campuses. But then kids would do the stupidest things. I'm not going to explain what it was because I don't want people, kids doing it again. But they'd be screwing around with the elevators. Because of that, there was an elevator accident where somebody fell off the elevator because they were on top of it, and they were drunk, and they died. I, I can't imagine being a parent and saying, this is what happened. You know, your, your child was drunk, and they were doing something stupid, and this happened, and they're, they're dead. That's probably the worst thing to hear because I know it, it, it was the worst thing um, to experience as a resident assistant. It, it, it was tough. The other thing is, um, this I, I, I didn't see, but I, I saw the aftermath. There, there was somebody, a kid on a bicycle, and he was riding in the street. He got hit. Now, I don't know if he died, he or she died, but I know it was a big thing, and they were like, hey, somebody got hit, be careful out there. Can you imagine again, being the school, calling up the parents, saying, hey, listen, there was an accident. Your child is in the hospital or your child was hit and died. It's, it's, a hor- it's horrible. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't, as a parent, you don't want to hear stuff like that. You absolutely don't. That is, that is probably w- one of the worst things a parent can hear, you know? And being a parent, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I did think about that all the time. I hope that my child was safe. I hope that my child didn't do anything out of the ordinary. But I will say my, my daughter, Azadora, she always had a good head on her shoulder. She's such a happy, go-lucky kid. Everything, everything in her life falls right in her lap. And I do mean everything. So, you know, I, I'm just going to tell you, my daughter, Azadora, she graduated. She got her master's. She's working as a area coordinator. She she was a resident director, but I think I believe she's a resident. She's a area coordinator for a university now. And she, guess what? She's like only 24, 25. I think she's twenty twenty four. She's she'll be twenty five next next week or on the sixteenth, like next week or two. And I can't believe it. She's this is the girl who I thought needed me every second who I thought I had to be there to handhold her and say, no, don't cross the street. No, stay here. Don't do that. Daddy's here. Daddy's got your back. She can stand on her own. And as a parent, you have to realize your child will stand on their own. You got to have faith. You got to make sure that, hey, I believe in my child. 
Can you believe in your child? Can we, we all can believe in our child because we raised them. And I know that we're going to say, no, my child can't do that. But you'd be surprised. You'd really be surprised. I'm going to tell you, I, I did an internship down at Disney when I was younger. Uh, I was I was 25. I am older, but still 25. You know what got me? I have no idea how how I got to Disney for my internship because I had to. I, I took a train. Probably would have been cheaper to take an airplane, but I ended up taking a train because I, I was actually scared of planes. So I took a train, like I said again. I booked a motel. I timed it out so I could get a driver, a taxi, to take me to the Disney property and drop me off. I didn't, I, I still don't know, was I smart enough to do something like that? I guess I didn't have enough faith in myself, but apparently I did it. And I did it. I got there and uh, when I came home, I did the same thing. I, you know, I had my tickets to go home, budgeted all my money out. So, hey guys, Remember, if you did it in the past, maybe you don't remember how you did it, but you did it. Believe me, your child can do it too. They're a chip off the old block. I know they can do it. And it's pretty amazing. So, I'm going to tell you right now. It's uh, been a good talk. And I, this is what I, I wanted to talk to everybody about. You know, the empty nesters, the blues. Um, some, some people say, is, is it normal to grieve when a child leaves home? Of course it's normal. Empty nest syndrome, that's what they call it, refers to grief that many parents feel when their child moves out. The condition is typically more common in women, though, a- according to statistics, who are more likely to have had the role of primary care. Although, you know, I, th- I think, personally, I think it, 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 it's, it's probably equal because I think men love love their kids just as much. I love my daughters. And i got to remember, we only want what's best for our children. That's what we want. We don't want nothing bad to happen to our kids. We want to be there for them. We want to make sure they're going to be successful in life. And we're going to do a good job. So... Make sure when you drop your kids off, you make sure they're safe and you tell them, I will love you and make good choices, of course, because that's what we do as parents. We want to make sure they all make good choices. And now... It's story time. An elderly man in Phoenix calls his son in New York and says, I hate to ruin your day, but I have to tell you that your mother and I are divorcing. 45 years of misery is enough. Pop, what are you talking about? The son screams. We can't stand the sight of each other any longer. The old man says, we're sick of each other, and I'm sick of talking about this. So... You call your sister in Chicago and tell her, and he hangs up. Frantic, the son calls his sister, who explodes on the phone. 
They're not getting divorced. If I have anything to do about it, she shouts, I'll take care of this. She calls Phoenix immediately and screams at the old man. You're not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing until I get there. I'm calling my brother back and we'll both be there tomorrow. Until then, don't do a thing. Do you hear me? And hangs up. The old man hangs up his phone and turns to his wife and says, Okay, they're coming for Thanksgiving. Now, what do you want to tell them for Christmas? <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for joining me here today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can download any of my past podcasts morning, noon, and night and hear it all over the internet and the world. It'd be great if you could hear what I have to say. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. It's free. Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, thanks everybody for joining me here today, and let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back, peace, and I, my family, my friends, I will see you later. Goodbye.